Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is Wednesday night. You know what that means. It is April 21st, 2021. We got the post-AEW show here on Fightful.com, and that's that's hardly all that we've had at Fightful.com. How about this? The first interview with any of the release superstars from WWE. We talked to Chelsea Green for over an hour, and let me just tell you, that's not the only 2021 release I have coming up on Fightful.com, so keep your eyes peeled. I'm talking to some more as well, but please check out that interview. It is a very good one. Uh, she is very honest, very frank, and talked about what plans were and were not supposed to happen. So check that out. I also have an interview with Eddie Edwards up this weekend. Or And yeah, if you, you may not have known it by watching AEW tonight, but the AEW champion is competing on pay-per-view this Sunday We'll talk more about that post-show with myself, Steven Jensen, and Denise Salcedo on Sunday for that. But even beyond that, a huge UFC show on Saturday that we'll have a watch-along for Shaquille Majuri and Fightful MMA over here on this channel. Three big title fights. Well, we had two big ones tonight. We are joined by Robert DeFelice. This will be a Robert-heavy show as Alex Palowski and myself are on our asses from vaccine shot number two. Robert, are you ready for your star-making performance? I guess it's all on me, which is great after last week where MJF tried to bury me. But here we go. And the sad thing is you got to put him over tonight. You don't yeah, have a choice. Really do. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Alex Pawlowski, he hosts the NXT Post Show every week, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. And as he was telling me before he went on the air, he did three hours of podcasting and about two hours, 57 minutes of it, he was like, I'm good. I'm yep. good. And then yep. he was like, oh, no. Yeah, no, I was just all of a sudden I was like, oh, 
Hey, what's that feeling? That's not good. Let's go to sleep now. <laughs> oh, yeah, the bone, the bone chilling feeling that yeah. you get. I was telling Alex off the air. I was I was out playing football yesterday, and I was like, I'm invincible. And then 10:30 p.m. Eastern rolled around, and I was in my bed rattling off of my sheets. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please donate a super chat. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Uh, Maurice says. Do you reckon that Double or Nothing will have a full crowd? Do you think TK has his sights set on Morrow at Rebellion? I could see him bringing in Morrow for some of these videos, but I think Morrow, I think with the the number of good commentators they already have, Robert, I think I think they're all right. I think they're all right. I think Morrow would need to replace JR, and nobody's replacing JR as long as... JR has a breath in his body and Tony Khan is at the helm. So Morrow's good and he'll be great on Sunday, but we don't need him for anything with AEW. We have a bunch of super chats already. Uh, Nerd Guru says, hey, I don't know if you guys knew that the AEW world title is being defended Sunday against Rich Swan because AEW seems like a- themselves, they don't know it either. Tony says if they want to promote their show, they need to buy paid ads like he did, which I thought was very funny. But, Alex, it seems very odd to not mention, hey, our world champion is competing for two title belts on Sunday. Right. Because, okay, I think we all fully expect Kenny Omega to win this bout on Sunday. Um, So this isn't going to happen. But in a perfect world, you would go into this match thinking it's certainly possible that which Swan could win. And if he were to win, and he showed up on Wednesday... Everybody watching AEW who does not normally watch Impact or did not watch his run when he was part of 205 Live will go, who the hell is that guy and why does he have Kenny's belt? Because they have never shown him on television. He's never shown up. They haven't had like a, like a, even like a little uh, a pre-recorded, like when you're there in Nashville to do stuff, pre-record a promo talking about how you're going to beat Kenny Omega. And then, I don't know, email the file to somebody over yes. in Jacksonville. It's as easy it's, as that. It's, it was it's, so easy. They they did that with Thunder. I mean, they filmed something with Thunder Rosa when she popped up from NWA. And it's like, oh, you don't know who Thunder Rosa is. Now you do. Robert, you were saying? It's lazy. It's Impact is way too content being the third wheel in this whole thing. I don't know why they do this to themselves, but it's far beyond cute at this point. Like their little... uh swingers palace segments and it's just pathetic like why didn't you promote this match i agree i completely agree ricardo holt says AEW is a breeze to watch so glad for it after raw it really is it's such an easy watch it it is and and that's what i i like zach says srs put in a good word for alex so WWE can give him the pencil buddy (laughs) if i put over anybody they're not getting any help in WWE. Oh, so are you in the Paul Heyman position at this point? Uh, pretty much. I think I think you're acutely aware, based on you knowing <laughs> the people that I speak with, that if if I had any lesser sources, I probably wouldn't get any information, and they'd probably lay off everybody. Um, I have to go to people and be like, listen, need a favor. How do I get these interviews? And they're like, shit out of luck, buddy. Shit out of luck. Got, got nothing for you. We'll see how that works. But, hey, we do have that interview with Chelsea Green up right now on Fightful.com. Make sure you guys check it out. New Punk Rant says, 
What an episode. Just when I think it can't get any better, it does. Needs more movie. I'll let it slide. I love AEW. This 420 is for y'all. Peace. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I think that's, yeah, we've got... We've got some some other super chats that are kind of vague. Very good show tonight. And Zach says Callus mentioned in the promo in the trailer. Him mentioning in the promo in the trailer <laughs> and putting he has to because like it's his friggin' show. Like he's got to at least say the one sentence that he said. Like th- I'm talking about AEW is sending their champion to another another promotion's pay per view where he might lose their title. AEW has agreed to that. They have to do something like where they're promoting the possibility. Oh my God, what could happen? They didn't. They didn't do any of that going off the air tonight. That's crazy. Yeah. Sam, Sam Stahl says I'm going to buy eight tickets for St. Louis show on June 23rd. Should I get my hopes up that it actually happens? I wouldn't count on it, pal. Uh, I would say Jr. said July. I'm going with July. I think July is the starting point for everybody. Yep, and uh, hope it can happen safely is all I can say. Well, we saw something that didn't happen too safely. Adam Hangman Page and Ricky Starks. The match was very good. Fortunately, Ricky Starks is okay. <laughs> they knocked the living shit out of each other. Yeah. Wow, Robert. Um, this match will be a pay-per-view headliner one day, but they really did beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Alex, your thoughts? Um. For those of you who don't who didn't watch the match yet and don't know what we're talking about, Ricky Starks took a released German suplex and landed both on the back of his neck and his feet at the same time. Try and picture that. Because it looked I honestly he stood right up. He, yes. he was just on on Twitter saying, uh, thank you, thanks, DDP Yoga, for giving me a flexibility. I'm fine. So I'm glad he's okay. But in that split second, when he landed like that, I was like, Oh, I just watched I watched the man die. I watched the Hayabusa. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was crazy. I'm so glad he's all right. Yeah, that it's... was nasty. Evan Wright says Starks tossing page around was good, like that that power bomb. I don't know if it yeah. was intended to be like that, but he did. He he was letting Page down, then hossed him back up. That was nasty looking, Robert. It, it definitely was. And as far as DDP Yoga, look, we've heard plenty of stories of guys feeling fine, and then the next day they wake up and go, oh. Something is very wrong. I hope that is not the case here. I hope Starks is okay, because that looks scary. It did look scary. I hope he is okay. I love the teases into, like, the the Deadeye as well. Uh, The the regular Lariat couldn't get it done, and Hangman switched it up a little bit. We also got to put over Ricky Starks selling his ankle throughout this entire night. Maybe should have sold his neck, too. Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) But... Uh, Page went to a hold that probably is something that Starks would have usually got out of if his ankle wasn't hurt. And Taz calling this match was just masterful. Taz is so good at this, Alex. He adds so much, uh, like like why people pin. There are so many why did that happens that Taz fills in the blanks for. Yeah, no, he like he's able to in in both. The matches he was on commentary for it was like oh right the what, what just happened there is this he did that because of this it was countered by this which is how you did that was the, like and he does it all in like 50 like five seconds so it doesn't take forever but you know exactly you, you're you feel like you're watching somebody explain um uh, uh art to you as it's happening it's just perfect i love it 
It's hard to believe that 10 years ago, this guy was like, oh, yambag Yahtzee and let the pigeons loose. Like, yeah. he seems so much more motivated <laughs> that it's like a different guy completely. Let the pigeons loose is a great call, though. Like It is. It's because iconic. that was also one of, the, one of TNA's best theme songs ever was The Beautiful People. Like, they didn't have a lot of great ones. That one was a great one. Evan Wright says, AEW getting different finishers over rules. I really love that, too. Me too, yeah. And Brian says, Stark's Hangman, the next generation's Rock Austin, 10 years down the line. No, that's MJF and Hangman. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Which, I mean, you, Ricky Starks and is just sitting right there, and he can cut such good promos. I can't wait till we talk about that MJF promo as well. Yeah. Ken Shiro says, could have gone without those <laughs> Ibushi Naito neck bumps coming through the forbidden door, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, if they don't come through the forbidden door, what will come through the forbidden door that's, from Japan? so. John Cup says, if AEW is promoting records such as Adam Page winning 12-0, why aren't they building toward Omega and Page? More AEW title matches a year. They are building towards it. Just pay attention. But yep. right now, they quite literally can't because you might not know this, but Kenny Omega has a world title match this Sunday on pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, so it's such a shame that they're not building to that, but I definitely think All Out will be Hangman maybe beating Kenny for the belt. Chris Rain says, I love it when Paz calls matches. I miss his segment explaining moves. I want one with him explaining the Ogogo punch really bad. Like mm-hmm. that's something that Taz is really good at too. He's not that traditional heel commentator that buries everybody, but his guys he's putting over what needs to be put over on the show. And also he's correcting Jr. Like, let, let's go ahead and talk about Powerhouse House Hobbs and Christian. Let's go ahead and do that now. Uh, because <laughs> at one point, Powerhouse Hobbs hits Christian Cage with a spine buster. And JR goes, a power bomb or... And Taz goes, it's a spine buster. And JR goes, well, it's a lot of things, Taz. And he goes, yeah, well, no, it's a spine buster. <laughs> and I lost it. No, no, that's what a great is because it was in Taz's accent. So it goes, no, it's it's not a lot of things, JR. It's a spine buster. And like <laughs> 10 seconds later, you hear JR mutter, ah, so it was a spine buster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he actually he actually switched the ER to the A. I, uh, I, yeah, it's good. It's good interplay. I'm a sucker for good interplay. Taz can get away with that because Taz and JR have built a friendship. JR has come across a lot of moments now where he's Kind of showing his age, but this was a good segment, and thank God for Taz, because if he didn't bury him, the internet would have, and then Jarrah would spend the first 20 minutes on his podcast burying the internet for burying him. Biomonkey says, Christian and Hobbs is everything that I wanted, and Anakin says, feels like Christian is getting set up to win the FTW title. I like that a lot more than a big world title program right now, because the FTW title has not been used at all. And I would really like to see some more out of that title, Alex. Oh, my! Uh, this has been my pitch. They're they're putting some major people on elevation, and I I I've, I've they they talked about how they wanted elevation to be the place where the FTW uh, title is is defended. I'd love for like that to be kind of an open challenge, like Brian Cage. Anybody who wants one, come on, come and get it on Monday on Elevation. I also think that that they for a while they were teasing. Cage breaking breaking away from Team Taz. If he fully does break away from Team Taz, but he's still holding the belt, that's Taz's belt. 
and you know he's going to want it back. Yes. So he's going to send guy after guy after guy after that belt, and that could be a lot of fun. Realistically, Hook should be caged for that belt, but I get there. And I think Khan said he wants the. I'm next getting, I'm getting terrible. I'm, I'm like seeing. Yeah, it's robot defelice. Yeah, your 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 connection is is dog shit right now. Yeah. So you might want to might want to fix that because it doesn't look like it's improving right now. Uh, but we had the next matchup: Pentagon versus Trent. Uh, Trent with a question mark, of course. It's weird for me to see people kick out of the the Pentagon driver. That's I'm still not quite used to that. But you know, whatever. He's got other finishes. I I do feel like sometimes within these these matches, there's a little too much that gets kicked out of. Yes. Like pile driver. Like, okay, he didn't kick out of a pile driver on the on the apron, but I want to put over Alex Eberhantes backstage. There's a real like if Runjan Singh was good vibe to him because it's not the great Kali says, it's Penta says, and I think it works really, really well for him. Uh, what are you thinking about Alex Abrahantis so far, Alex? Um, well, we'll, we'll see. Um, like it's, it's early enough that, um, when they say representing, um, the death triangle, but I don't, I don't get to see my boys Phoenix and, uh, and Pac on the show. I, I want, I want more of that. And, and Penta has this energy in his, his stuff with Trent, uh, with, excuse me, with Trent, uh, tonight, yeah. um, uh, that that felt a little bit more like uh, Penta, Pentagon Dark from Lucha from Lucha Underground. It seemed like a little bit more stiff, a little bit more. I'd I'd prefer if I murdered you. I, I'd like that, but better than just pinning you. Um, it's a different kind of thing. And I I, I mean, I like what what Abahantes is doing. I don't know if I love like, hey, I'm gonna get on the mic now and deliberately distract you in the most obvious way possible. I don't yes. know if I love that. I don't I don't like that. Um. <laughs> If there's one thing that's going to distract me, it's going to be trashing the Saint Sue. She's wonderful, but I I hate distraction finishes. I loathe distraction finishes. Um, also, uh, a positive of this: Thunder Rosa is getting some reps in on Spanish language commentary right now, which I'm all for. Her just getting more work. Uh, but Robert, any thoughts on this? I thought that this was this was there. Uh, this seems like the most wwe thing we've seen from aew in some time abrahantes has a knack for it but i'm not sold on him in this role i like him as just the hey i'm just gonna do the post show you know i'm the clean cut commentator guy i i like penta winning and i like that trent has the question mark back i feel like that that's a new development that he's suddenly questioning where he is again Anakin says, is May 5th show all blood and guts? Did I hear that right? You did hear that right. They said it's a one-match show, and it is, uh, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, well, of course it is because it's live. It's two rings. They got a giant cage there that they got to get into Daly's place. This is an interesting development, Robert. Yeah, and more shows should do this. I mean, honestly, if you're going to have the main match of this, just build the whole show around it. You can have promos. You can show the guys getting ready. It makes it feel like a fight. And this, to me, seems like maybe it's what we were going to get with the Elite in the Inner Circle a year ago. You know, I, I like this. I wish we had more time to build to this because we're very quickly going from 
they're formed to now they're going into essentially war games, but this is the match to do it with. Alex. Um, I, I'm wondering, I mean, I know like the, the, it's a one match show for the people who are there live watching it. I wonder if it'll be a one match show for the full two hours on TNT where we get like taped matches uh, from, from something else uh, that we'll see like maybe one or two in the first hour. And then for like the, the, the last 20 minutes of the first hour, it's all the introductions and the watching them come out in the promos and stuff. And then the last, the full last hour is blood and guts. Maybe they'll do it that way. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited for a very, very long match that is entitled blood and guts. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Realistically, it could be a forty-five minute match, and I don't think anybody would sure. complain. Oh God! Well, look, 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 look what NXT does with war games. They're always yeah. forty minutes, and uh, we don't necessarily know the rules breakdown of it. We don't know if it's like some sort of elimination battle. We don't know if it's a straight rip of war That's games. If it's, a, if it's an elimination, you could make that go on for a while. Yeah, you could get a full hour out of that if it's elimination, and I, I kind of hope that it is. Uh, I don't like the the surrender rules. I, I always didn't like that very much. Now, they uh, had said last year it was a straight rip of the Crockett War Games where it's no pinfall, submission or surrender. But they're doing a parlay next week specifically to set the rules. They can always change that. Yeah, they very well could. A-Rod 2006 says, if Swan wins, how does WWE or AEW handle that Wednesday? <laughs> Tony Khan actually said, he's like, oh, I'd love to have Rick Swan as my champion. But they didn't mention them at all on TV. It's hard for me to believe that this happens. And if it does... Here, here are the options. Either he becomes their champion and it was promotional malpractice to not have them on or not have him on their show, or he doesn't and it just makes Impact look Little League. Very frustrating. Yeah. And again, like we said this whole show, Impact can't afford to look any more Little League at this point. If Kenny just does the one-winged angel immediately and wins, I'd expect it. Like it's kind of where they're going. Christian says, Blood and Guts, Factory versus Nightmare fa- Family, uh, Elite versus Dark Order 2. Nope, nah, they, they won't do that. I think it'll be a one-match show. Evan Wright says, Brian Cage versus Adam Page next week. Get the hose. Ah, yeah. I, I would. I was more excited for this week's show, honestly. That's, that's it. Uh, Ricky Starks is better than Cage to me, yes. but Cage versus Page should be a fun match. Daniel R. says, who would you want to come back for one last run? Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan's who I want to come back for a run. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't want him to come back for a run. I, I want what happened to have never happened. Like, he yeah, of course. The best years Way of to make life. me look like a dick, Alex. No, no, no. But, like, like that to me is, like, him coming back for one last one, but, like, one of those things of, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm magically healed. Like, yeah. like, he pulls an edge, which would be wonderful. But I don't want him to have to pull an edge when he's 46. Can yes. he pull an edge, like tomorrow because he's already missed a few years of his prime he was so damn talented well, well in that case i want steve austin to come back and do cinematic matches that's, that's what i want <laughs> Not he a bad good. he's been an action star in a bunch of movies that's yeah. a cinematic match right there nerd guru says i feel like they do one too many post-match beatdowns with the 87 factions they have it's not bad it's just overkill if you ask me what say you well, saying 87 factions that's overkill uh i mean i'm cool with them having a bunch of factions but i do not like Make the save like mm-hmm. three times a week. I'm so beyond that. Yeah, the Young Bucks said it's easier to book, but it sounds like it's becoming a crutch. Yes, it really does. But let's talk about something that was not a crutch. It was just fucking good. 
This MJF promo. Ah, oh, fuck. What a masterful piece of work. I mean, they all took Jared to task for calling it the immortal promo. I thought Wardlow had a great line where he said, look, it can't be immortal if it wasn't perfect. And it wasn't perfect because as soon as he mentioned me, he started to mess up. And that's because once he mentioned me, he knew he was wrong. And then MJF just simply goes, when you were 25, you were jerking the curtain on Worldwide. And that did not go over my head. And I popped big. It was it was perfect because he said, he was like, you said I was good for 25. I'm not good for 25. I'm good. Yeah. And said you were jerking the curtain at Worldwide at 25. And what I liked was while MJF was fiddling with his scarf, he gave that opportunity for Wardlow to talk. Mm-hmm. And MJF just uncorked an all timer that, like, if there are no promos better than this this year, I would not be surprised whatsoever. And I don't know if this is concentrated or or it's just the way it happens. Like, if MJF isn't that worried about you, you'll get an LOL, your mom, or you fuck your cousin, or something like right. that that can be applied generically to everybody. If you piss MJF off, he's not going to cower away from you. Like that's not his thing. He he picks and chooses when he does does that. But if you piss him off, he is going to dissect you personally and professionally, mentally and emotionally, to the point to where he doesn't need to be a cowardly heel because he has already he's already fucked you up. the The biggest issue I had with this promo was the follow-up that came about half an hour later where Chris Jericho tried to say, oh, it sounds like you're reading a script from your high school drama. No, it did not. There was nothing but passion in this promo. Jericho looked way out of his league, which should not be happening. MJF ripped this man to shreds. He said, I'm not a mark for you. I'm a mark for your spot, and I'm coming for it on May 5th. MJF, uh, we can joke about him being a dick, but MJF is the best well, we, we don't have wrestler. to joke about him being a dick. He is a dick. <laughs> that but... may be, but he's also the best damn thing in wrestling right now, and I got to yeah. give it to him. I, I uh, can't. Go ahead, Alex. We, we've cut you off a bunch. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Listen, um, uh, I, I personally, um, uh, I, I thought that the Wardlow did a great job. I think that he can, he can talk better than a lot of big men in uh, other uh, giant uh, corporations, um, and I think that that he's got a, a real future. Um, I really enjoyed. Um, just the whole interplay there. And like, you know what was great? Uh, FTR, Sean Spears, don't need to say a word. They get put over just by being next to a guy like MJF who puts them over by saying, you're my guys. He's so great at everything about just the whole promoting professional wrestling. That's what a promo is. It's a promotion for a match. And he promoted the F out of what was going Like, my God, everything he did was so natural, so off the cuff. It, it, it flowed out of him. Like, I don't know if he wrote that and then, and then like did it himself from memory or if it was off the cuff. If it was, it's one of the best improv, improv, improvisational promos I've ever heard. And you're right, Robert, to have Jericho come out later and give obviously prepared remarks that don't take into, into account how the thing, like, oh, look like it was you. I don't believe you, MJ. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Run that back and tell me who you believe more. MJF, like murdering that promo with his bare hands, or Jericho trying to do a dirty limerick about somebody. Like it was couldn't, the couldn't most, remember his own nursery rhyme. Yeah, it was so so bad. It was it like and this thing is to, to me. I've said this from the very beginning. You can't just turn a bunch of dirt bags babyface. 
because there's a bigger heel coming down the pike. Unless that bigger heel isn't cool. And MJF makes them cool. And the inner circle looked like a bunch of dorks. I was talking about how great Wardlow's promo was. You had had, had poor Jake Hager throwing pre-wrapped plastic drinking straws at the camera. Say, you're going to suck your meat to a straw. You suck. Suck your own meat through a straw. That's meat in your lungs. Well, it's in your lungs and you suck it through a straw. That's... So so bad that that was that that came after, and we're supposed to root for those guys. They're the baby faces here, but they're in no way are they like objectively they're not nearly as cool. Plus, they also look weak because they had to go and get a ringer in the form of the greatest and most feared heavyweight boxer of all time to be on their side. No, come on, and, I guarantee and, you. And oh, go ahead, go ahead. MJF isn't like doing the the cool heel thing. Like he's not going the the NWO route. It's no, just no, no, no. When when you hear him be passionate about what's happening and caring about what's happening, and then you see Jericho out there and he's not giving a shit, and it's not like no, we, we like people that give a shit. When I say cool, I don't mean cool because yeah. cool is going out there with no shirt and a leather jacket and gloves and some leather pants or that's, or that's BS like to or me. A, a denim jacket cutting one of the worst promos I've ever seen last <laughs> sure. night. Sure, also. <laughs> Um, but, um, but I think last night, is that a clock reference, Alex, but last night, last night was to me was intentionally like cringe. Like it was supposed to be like Kyle O'Reilly isn't cool. And he's trying to be cool. He's like, what happens if like the nerdy kid wishes on, 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 on a Zoltar machine. I hope that's what that was (laughs) to me. I I believe that that's what Kyle O'Reilly was going for. But when I say cool, I don't necessarily mean cool in that. What we think of as cool. I mean confident. Yeah. Like MJF drops it and he says, "This is it. You 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 are magnetized to me because I am it." And Jericho is trying out there. He's he's just trying to latch on to the le- what's ever left of his midlife crisis. <laughs> I guarantee you, in six months, Jericho is gonna do a tell-all podcast or something and say, "Well, that was intentional. You see, I was purposely making myself look bad." And it, Look, I don't care. Jericho right now is giving me shades of like his 2007 comeback with sparkly vest where he's trying to be babyface Y2J. It isn't working. MJF blew him away. His own team blew him away because Santana got on the mic and owned it. Jericho's just not looking good here. Zach Barber says Jericho had an off night. Technically, the inner circle turned face on MJF before MJF revealed the pinnacle. It It doesn't matter. It's... They were the most diabolical act on the roster for a year and a half. They were a bunch of dirtbags you were supposed to hate. And now you only like them because you're supposed to hate MJF more. That's not good storytelling. Marcus says they should have let Santana keep talking because Jericho just wasn't it. Santana did great. And Santana looks like a million bucks, too. He he really does. Yeah. Evan Wright says the eventual lead up to FTR and Ortiz-Santana match. Wow. Yeah, I trust them to talk. I do. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that match is going to rule. I'm yeah. surprised they're not doing that next week as a build-up to the overall cage match because that's a good match to tell the story. And Santana owned on the microphone. Brian says, would love MJF roasting Jericho for Fozzie or some sort of drunk rocker dad roast. He doesn't need to because he obliterated him in every other way possible. <laughs> Jericho roasts himself. Although, 
it does not get old to me to see how genuinely proud of himself that Jericho is when people sing his theme, because that is a man who very clearly loves music as much as he loves wrestling. If you've read any of his book and skipped over the rock chapters like I have, you know that, but he had a legitimate hit and that's got to feel really, really good. So good for him. Nerd says, Jericho seemed like he was high. Come on, let's not speculate that. I don't, I, I'm not going to speculate somebody who's high drunk, some shit like that. Anakin says, MJF, true heel, not taking off, taking the tag off the scarf. That bugged me. Hey, it, it's punishable by it's, law. It's a silk scarf. Yeah. So you don't want to rip that tag right off. You'll no. tear the scarf. You don't want to do that. And Rob Reed says, Wardlow gives me a little bit of a Roman Reigns shield vibe. Doesn't say a lot, but looks uh, and sounds cool and menacing. I like that comparison an awful yeah, lot. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Uh, guys, please leave a thumbs up. Please donate a super chat. Would greatly appreciate it if you guys did. Uh, Chop Pones says Santana was way better than Jericho in that promo. Yes, he was. He was. Also, then we- shout out to MJF saying, very simply, Tully Blanchard's not here because he's busy getting the plans ready for Blood and Guts. <laughs> yeah. All you need to do. Yeah, make it make sense, and they did. Daniel R. says, when Blood and Guts is done, can LAX get a title run? Hopefully they can get that name back. Hell yes. Yeah. But, I mean, if if AEW can't even promote Impact well, Show, because if you guys don't know, their world champion is in a title match this Sunday on pay-per-view, um, I doubt they're We've already that. mentioned it 10 times as much as they have in the last three weeks. And I'm going to I'm gonna keep doing it, too. Oh, we, we gotta... know. That's like a provision in the contract. If they win, <laughs> they get the LAX fan. I hope that's yes. the thing. Yes, because uh, we've got a post-show on Sunday, guys, and I really want you guys to watch it. Oh, Tay Conti, Hikaru Shida. Now, I will say this match, I wasn't in love with it until the commercial, but when it came back from that commercial, I was very much in love with it. Uh, A couple things I don't like, and Shida does this in all of her matches. There is at least one point in every Hikaru Shida title match where I go, does she really want to win this title match? Like, there's just something. And today it was... Tay Conchi throwing some badass punches at her and she to go, no, 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 give me more. I've got to see at some point she to just get fucking dropped by one mm-hmm. and be like, well, I ain't doing that anymore. Cause I had somebody say, Oh, they do that in MMA all the time. And I said, you're lying. No, they don't. That's dumb. <laughs> Cause you hit that mute button on somebody's jaw. They aren't talking anymore. <laughs> they are silent. So other than that, God damn, I thought this was good. The, the hold throughout the entire commercial, eh. But this was everything they needed out of Tay Conti, and we got a bunch of Super Chats about it. Ruben Blanco says she was so awesome tonight. Brian F. says, how can Triple H and Vince look at Tay Conti and not be mortified? Makes you wonder how many are still in WWE and never reach their true potential. Especially when you're releasing Chelsea Green, when you released Deanna Perrazzo last year, and Deanna Perrazzo is one of the best Impact Knockouts champions they've ever had. You've got all the you released Tay Conti last year. You just let him go, Alex. Yeah, yeah. It I mean, like they they don't they didn't know like the 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 most um, memorable thing that Tay Conti did when she was part of NXT was she was part of the Undisputed Era for one night only. Like they sent her out there to like distract Nikki Cross or somebody. And 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 that was it. There was the, the, she was like, oh sure, I'll do that for you guys, and then they never paid it off ever. But that was the most memorable thing she ever they ever had for her. 
And they released her, and she said, well, how about I go and become one of the top 10 women in the world? How about that? Yeah. Because she just did. And I'm I'm so I'm so excited for her. I can't wait to see where she goes from here because I don't think like she took the last year and got to be this and then like well that's as good as she's gonna get. No 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 no. She's got several more years of improving yeah. before she's done improving, and that's gonna be really scary. It, I, I I thought this was really really great. It's like with Diana, we knew that okay she's gonna go be a star. Diana mm-hmm. just had it. When Tekanti showed up, I was like, okay, let's see what she's got. And she's blown it out of the water. She's easily the most improved wrestler of the year. She absolutely killed it here. I wouldn't have minded seeing her win and then seeing her defend against Britt Baker. That's how good she is. I definitely see her being champion within a year. She is that good. If somebody's saying, well, that's the Japanese style. They let each other hit each other. That's stupid psychology there, too. Japanese people don't have harder jaws or anything. It's not <laughs> like a thing. It's it's never been. It's it's just not not it. Uh, Evan Wright says, how do you pay millions for a PC? And let Tay Conti slip through your fingers. Let Juice Robinson slip through your fingers. She was insanely great. They have their idea of who to push. And that's that's it. And. Before anybody gets a significant push in NXT, a lot of times anymore, they get 50-50. I can't buy into Bronson Reed as much because they 50-50'd him like for nonstop. Sometimes you just have a phenom come in and they're real good. Chop Pone says Tay rules and Rob Reed says, remind me how they couldn't find anything for her to do. I swear she gets better and better each match. And you're supposed to. You're supposed to, Robert. You should be improving. And that's what she's doing. I think we have to give some credit to the performance center because they obviously they helped her along some way. They just didn't allow her to shine and she needed that next step. It's so clear because she just continues to improve. She's elevated her game. She is a good example of what the performance center can do, but why a monopoly is bad because as soon as she left, now you're seeing what she can truly do. Yes. Uh, they're, after the commercial, this picked up so much. Like the spots across the turnbuckle were really, really great. Oh my god, that, that she just dropped her on the across the turnbuckle. That was so brutal looking. Loved it. Sheeta's backbreaker was yeah, a beauty, be. a beauty. Uh, I I actually like that the the dude buster that she does. Uh, mm. Trent, the move that Trent used to use. I love that as well. Like there were just so many good spots in this match. And this was, this felt like a big match because they built it up. They, they promoted it. They did a road too. they made it. They made it important and they make things matter so much on these shows because they understand that if stuff seems like it matters more, so do the people. And, and when, when you've got people that aren't in a world title match competing earlier on the card, they're working towards that. It's a chain reaction, Robert, and it makes everything feel more important. Absolutely. And I like how they didn't need to have a big build to this. They told it through one video package. It, that made it feel more sports-centric. Really, the women's division here is the one that relies on the rankings and the sports-centric presentation. And it's getting much better for all the crap that we gave it uh, you know, a couple months ago. This division is really growing and it's shining, and it's finally heading towards the Britt Baker show, which it's needed to be for quite some time. Yes, Britt Baker came out there, pointed to the screen. I'm so glad that she she should win the title at Double or Nothing. All due respect to Sheeta, 
Sheet is good, and she should always be near that top level. But damn. Chris Rain says that senton by Tay Conti was amazing. Yes, it was. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Evan Wright says she learned more by watching Shibata than Shawn Michaels. Let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> and I have somebody saying Samoan headbutts an Irish whip, Sean. Well, there's the difference. We're talking 40 years of WWE ingraining into kayfabe that Samoan headbutts mean something. Like, there's there's never been, like, some sort of storyline where, oh, these Japanese wrestlers love it when you hit them. That's what they love. And the Irish whip, you can sit there and say, oh, it doesn't make sense. Uh, see a fella named Enzo Amore and what it's like when you don't turn into the ropes and what happens to you. Your head violently slams against the mat. When you don't turn into the ropes, what happens? Your opponent follows you. You cannot watch them. You get hit in the back of your head. There's reasons for this stuff within kayfabe even. Right. I think that Irish whip thing is honestly the laziest excuse for let me do my dance during a wrestling match because Irish whips are lame. Okay. Yes. It. I mean, do I like Irish whips? No. Do they make sense within wrestling? Yes, they do. Because if you have your back turned to somebody when you go into the ropes, you're going to get fucking knocked out. You're going to get obliterated. And that's what you do. You gain momentum and you try to turn the tide on the other person. Rob Reed says, having Britt Baker come out to reveal her number one spot was the icing on the cake after that whole segment. I, I think so too. It's the direction we wanted to go. But Tay Conti, Alex, comes out looking better than she did going in. And oh, yeah. that is the mark of a good champion. Like, like Hikaru Shida isn't her fault. She hasn't been booked as a good champion. But within, within the context of telling a story, she can, she can do that. Yeah, Shida's the longest reigning AEW Women's Champion. And regardless of how she was booked or, or how lackluster the storylines around her feuds have felt, if there have been any storylines around her feuds, um, that's not her fault. Uh, and it means something when when you you take her to the limit. There were a couple of there was one really great near fall that that take Conti. I was like, oh my god, are they going to do it? And they didn't. Yes. But for a second there, I thought they might have actually done it. But the thing is, is here's the deal: whoever won the match tonight, Britt Baker still comes out and says, "Yes, I got next." And whoever whoever's holding that belt, they're just keeping it warm for Doctor Britt Baker. D M. Cardenas says at double or nothing DMD arrow will begin. I hope so. You would hope and- I, I'm not sold on it, but you would really hope. And if they're smart, they've held off on it long enough. She was the first signed woman to this company. She came in as Adam Cole's girlfriend. She's so much more now. She needs this title. Also the Falcon arrow has not pinned anybody in 20 years since the high abuse days, but I buy it every single time. And one day it will. Josh Cardenas says Cassie Lee is going to kill it when she's free. Evan Wright says Kevin Kelly does say on New Japan commentary that it's a, a the strike exchange is asking for a sign of respect and showing heart. It's a sign of stupidity when a title's on the line to me because what happens is you can get knocked the fuck out. Also, Kevin Kelly ain't on commentary here. Maybe Jim Ross should try saying it because uh, to me it just looks dumb to say hit me because what it says to me is one person does not believe that their opponent can possibly knock them out, and it does more harm than good in that. See, but JR won't do that because he'll just say what you just said. Yes. So leave that to Excalibur, and then the experienced commentators will bury it, and then we're back. And then it becomes a 
it becomes a yeah. point of contention instead of a a point of putting somebody over. Right. Where yeah, they they have that discussion, but they have our discussion, which should be happening on a non kayfabe post show on their actual show. Right. Guys, get in your super chats, please. We are hitting the home stretch. QT Marshall defeated Billy Gunn, who for some reason was nine and zero going into this match. Like, and I get it. He's not your average bear when it comes to 50 something year old fellas. Like he's 57, but nine and zero. Damn. And I've, I've, I've watched every minute of AEW TV this year. But damn, bro. Um, this match was not it for me. I could have went without it. Uh, but what this this thing is being set up, it looks like to me, Robert, is you don't really need to be worried about QT Marshall that much, but you do need to be worried about Nick Comoroto. Uh, I think that's his name. What's his name? Nick Ogarelli now? Nick Ogarelli and um and uh Anthony Agogo. Because one of them got a chair cracked across his head and just said, huh? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> and that was cool. My my favorite thing about that is that obviously sets up for next week or down the line, a straight up wrestling match between Dustin Rhodes and unfrozen caveman wrestler where like, because Dustin Rhodes has been wrestling since there were actually cavemen. So that's a really great. They must have like like Kong and Godzilla. They have a rivalry going back millennia. I can't wait. Go you know, ahead. if you're gonna do the Big Brother Rogers spot, which you know Cody's back there calling it with the chair shot, <laughs> you can't do it with anyone better than Camarado. Camarado yep. looks like he was thawed out of from ice <laughs> just so about good. a year ago, it's and so he looks great. I still love. Still love QT using the diamond cutter because why wouldn't he? Yeah, sure. And oh, and um, Ogogo using the the most controversial move in in wrestling, the punch to the abdomen. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if I needed this to be that long, but it's fine. Uh, Miro cuts a promo about how he's going to be champion. He's going to decide <laughs> which title he's going to go for. <laughs> He says he's going to go, I don't care who you are, your dirtbag impact fellas, or you with your emo face paint daddy. Like, please, please, more more Miro cutting promos on Sting being an emo face paint daddy. That's just so good to me. Oh, it felt oh boy. Miro came in wearing Gucci, and it's it's about damn time we got here because now I want to see Miro run right through Darby Allen and crush his spine when he goes for the accolade. And uh, speaking of good guy Miro, Cody uh, Matt Matt and Caleb Graham said Cody said online that Miro took the entire locker room out to see Mortal Kombat. Oh, that's oh, awesome that he did that. That's awesome. <laughs> what a gentleman. <laughs> Damn. that's awesome that's fantastic like damn man that's that's pretty this is pretty cool and mike b says i love miro calling sting darby's emo face paint daddy i hope he's the one to finally dethrone darby so and good. soon i do too yeah absolutely boris nistovich uh i saw your super chat i still got it over here but i'll pull up this one emo face paint daddy versus meat through a straw which is funnier one was intentionally funny. <laughs> yeah. So that one. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. Zach Barber says, QT is Brian Epstein, the factory or the Beatles. Yeah, never. Uh, no. Not necessarily that. Although, if it's going to be Ogarelli and a go-go, 
Can't they be like O Town? Because because already uh, Ogarelli dresses like he's in a Backstreet Boys video. So, so I've been I've been informed Ogarelli was was Komarodo's NXT name. I just got used to it. Komarodo <laughs> is his name now. Okay, okay, fine. Yes, <laughs> we see the elite backstage, and you just know when Nick Jackson put on that outfit, he was thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get some tweets that say drip <laughs> in it," and he's not <laughs> going to get any. it looks like they watched one episode of impact in 2020 and they said what is moose wearing let's do something crazier than that yeah and they They, started to do this they look ridiculous but this promo was what it needed to be i like hearing matt say you know we're the whole reason the business is hot anyway it's called all elite wrestling which took them long enough to say that but it's called all elite wrestling not all kingston and moxley wrestling and then (laughs) All hell broke loose because Kingston and Moxley came with a vehicle and with a lead pipe. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I liked it. I, this felt very natural for John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. It's perfect. The, the one thing that would have made it better is to actually show them scampering out the back. And as they're running away, Rich Swan jumps Kenny Omega. Like takes advantage of, of that of all of his buddies running away, and he jumps Kenny Omega, and you get a little bit of a brawl, something to get us our appetites wet for this thing that's happening on Sunday that you know may or may not actually happen. We're not sure. We don't know if it's happening or not. Okay, I just <laughs> Evan Wright said Gallows have a ball sack earring. I have to go I'm, back and watch the tape. I'm going to ask I'm going to say yes. Knowing Gallows, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes as well. I'm going to ask him. I will message him and ask him if he did. That would be fantastic. Rob Wilkins says, damn it, I just went and, ch- and changed Komarodo's name. <laughs> uh, Samuel says, can't wait till Mox and Kingston take the belt from the Bucks. It's going to be a fun, fun match. It's going to be a great match. Not likely that they win, but this will be the most unique match the Bucks have had in a while. Well, what I... So they haven't officially set this match, correct? No. Okay. I gotta have them win something. Gotta. I mean, they beat the Good Brothers last month, which is cool. That's great. Have them win a Battle Royal or something. That's that's AEW's usual easy way out is... We're doing a top contender gauntlet, top contender battle royal. Okay, well, that explains why the person that's 6-0 and isn't getting the title shot. Sure. I need to see that. And the thing is, I'm not going to raise too much hell about it because I believe AEW will do it. Yes. Yeah. Jade Cargill, she is, um, she is sought out. Matt Hardy says he would like her for a fee. Vicky Guerrero says, I would love to add her to my stable. And I'm thinking, what stable? <laughs> what stable? Well, wasn't she already in Vicky's group? Didn't they like show them standing together on dark several times? And did I dream that? I don't know. I, I don't know, but I don't know what stable she's even talking about. She's got Nyla and Ryzen on BTE. Don't you? Oh, God. <laughs> BTE, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, she they're, she wants Jade Cargill for her acting abilities and her skits. They're That's nuns. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> she wants Jade Cargill for her comedic timing to be a part of her stable. Okay. Oh man, I'm I'm thinking that I missed something. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I had forgot to mention at the top of the show, uh, Hook attacked uh hangman page and brian yeah. cage came out but dark order made the save again 
don't need to lean on the saves so much. Don't don't the, need the one to, thing that, that that I do appreciate is that everybody has friends in AEW. We're opposed to Drew McIntyre, who can't find a friend all night long until a giant monster comes and backs backs him up after he's already lost. Yes, <laughs> like the Hallie Cat match. So appreciate people having friends. Uh, speaking of Impact Wrestling, Joel Pearl, who does our Impact Wrestling watch-alongs at twitch.tv slash Gaming, sent along a screenshot. It is a feather earring, not a ball sack earring, mm-hmm. although I'm pretty sure that if I float that idea to Gallows, <laughs> he's going to have a ball sack earring. Perhaps as soon as this Sunday, when <laughs> AEW's world champion competes in the main event of a pay-per-view at Impact Rebellion. Check out my interview with Eddie Edwards this week. TNT Championship match, Jungle Boy versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen gets the win. Again, don't need gang wars with a Z here, but this is a good match. And every time I hear that Jungle Boy theme, I just think money well spent. Yep. Yeah, and that is... but... go, go ahead. Anakin says, put Jade in the pinnacle. Yeah, because I feel like putting her in the inner circle right now would be. Yeah. It seems like a dead brand. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, not as good, well spent as "Where Is My Mind," but Tarzan Boy is such a fun song, and yeah. people, when they start going out on the road in July, according to Jr., are gonna <laughs> love it. And yeah. I can't wait for that. This match was as good as I expected it to be. I could have done without that scary moment where Darby got dropped on his head from what I think was a failed schoolboy attempt. Yeah. Alex, uh, you'll understand this because you were on the news beat in 2016-2017. I liken JR just saying shit he's not supposed to to when Ric Flair had a podcast. (laughs) He would just randomly be like, here's the next six months of creative for my daughter. (laughs) And WWE will look at that now and be like, look, see, we can't do six months of creative ahead of time. Ric Flair will spoil the whole thing. Well, let's tear up the script at five. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. This match yeah. was really, really good. Everything Darby Allen does is with his whole body. Um, I don't know if I need to see Luchasaurus selling that much for Sting. Well, this, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I appreciated the, the gray area there because Luchasaurus is just wanting to make sure his buddy doesn't get counted out because it's a huge opportunity for him. Yes. So while he kind of nudges him to help him in he doesn't really like pick him up and put him in the ring yes and stings like hey i'm 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 darby allen's uh emo face paint daddy i love him he's my son (laughs) so you can't do that to him and so they get into a fight and now you know they're going to be a luchasaurus versus sting and it's going to be a battle over who's older like is it sting or an actual dinosaur i'm not really sure i can't wait to see them fight (laughs) it's going to be fun listen i i agree I don't need to see Luchasaurus selling for Sting. At the same time, I kind of need to see Luchasaurus selling for Sting. It would be kind of fun. Don't. I don't. <laughs> and then it's gang wars. Yeah. Uh, Lance Archer and Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And it's like, I get why. First off, I love Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page in the main event right, segment yeah, of Dynamite. I, I love them together. They're great. And again, I've said this time and time again. I, I went on a big rant today, and I'll go on it one more time. <laughs> WWE released like 10 people, right? Yeah. The product is insufferable, right? Yeah. yeah. But you still got those people that are like, well, they're making lots of money. They're making lots of money. Well, no shit. You know, you know how they make more money? If more people watch their show. 
because they're, they're not making the same amount of money with 1.7 million as they were were going to before Triple H was like, me and my friend Mark, well, we'll quit watching. Then people and their friend Marks did quit watching, and it went from like four and a half million to 1.7 million. They'd be making a lot more money if it was four and a half million. And if things mattered on wrestling television more, more people would watch. And things matter more when stakes matter more. And when stakes matter more, so does everything else. So does QT versus Billy fucking Gunn and Hangman Page versus Ricky Starks. That matters more because the prizes matter more. It, it all goes hand in hand. And what, how does that matter more? Well, more people got to matter. Well, how do more people matter? You put more people in the show. You have less redundant shit all the time. And that's At this what point, doing. CM Punk has basically said... I'd come back if the product wasn't shit, you know, and that would get a lot of people watching. And I agree as much as I don't like seeing gang wars at the end of every show, at least everybody has a role and everything matters. Yes. Yes. That is the caveat to me. It's like, you know what? It, I see them doing one lazy thing. I see them Mm. using one crutch. I don't see them like, just doing it nonstop. Like we ain't going to see the Viking Raiders and Cedric and Shelton no, next week. They, they don't do rematches from the previous week. They yes. just don't do them. Like they don't do reruns like they do on in WWE. And the thing about the, 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 the gang wars that I, uh, that I uh, don't love, but I appreciate that there's options. Like there's yes. a, I, 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 there's a choose your own adventure uh, element to the TV title. Exactly. Right now. The TNT title, because I don't know if it's going to be Paige or Scorpio Sky or them together working on it to take it off of uh, Darby Allen, or if uh, Miro's going to eventually get his, his title match. There's a whole bunch of people that could dethrone Darby Allen. The thing about Darby Allen is he's just crazy enough to kill himself during a match, and that's why he loses the belt. There's all kinds of options that are available as opposed to we're telling one story with only one conceivable ending. Like that, I don't need. Really enjoyed this show. As I mentioned, you know what? If they do one thing that kind of irks me, two things that I can bring up on this show, and it's like, what, the, the, the Sheeta thing, which is so minor to me, and the Gang Wars thing, I think we're doing pretty good. Evan Wright says, Bucks versus Seidel is my kind of match next week. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Be fun. yeah. Ricardo says, let's see Alex sing, give me what I want. Sorry, y'all didn't hit the Super Jack goal. But please leave your thumbs up. <laughs> Alex, you had a show. You had two shows last night. I did. You'll have another this weekend. Which, yes. um, if you if you believe WWE, since you're going on Saturday night, that's our lead-in Sunday. Yes, exactly. For when the AEW World Champion is on pay-per-view, competing uh-huh. for another world title. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Uh, I do uh, the post NXT show right after that ends on Tuesdays, and then, because I am a masochist, I also do a big, huge show yelling about um, Raw and how terrible, how how horrible, how abysmal Raw is uh, right after that. And then uh, I talk about SmackDown on, on Saturdays, and usually it's a little bit better. So, you know, you don't want me to see, see me be too negative. Tune into Saturdays. Robert, what's up? Yeah, I'm here every day on Fightful.com writing news 
breaking news, writing stories, transcribing things. Follow me on Twitter at DudeFeliz to see where else I'm talking into a microphone basically all week long. And thank you for your support. Guys, we have the quarterly coverage for WWE tomorrow. Uh, I will be out Friday night. Jeff Hawkins is joining Jeremy Lambert, but we have that watch-along major UFC show Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, I, I got to make sure that I plug this. Kenny Omega will be competing for the Impact TNA and AEW World Championships on pay-per-view at Impact Rebellion. I just want to make sure that you guys know that. Myself, Steven Jensen... Denise Salcedo will be joining you live. We also had the list in your boy today. We talked about the releases. We talked about Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Boy, was that something. Until next time, guys, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.